Tuesday afternoon. It's Tuesday afternoon. And Ben Pack is here. Ho, ho, ho. I'm here. I'm Jeff. Hello. Chris here. Hi. Zap. Zap. Chew it. That's right. Zap. Zap, Zap on over to the... To the post-show extravaganza, sex time. First you zip, and then oh, you better zap. That's right. If you don't, if you zip and don't zap, uh, there are laws against that. For one, uh, that you would be in violation of, and uh, also it's just not you know, it's just not polite. Yeah, it's like uh, hanging, not hanging. I was gonna say hanging somebody loose, but uh, leaving somebody hanging. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, it's like hanging somebody loose. It's like hanging with Mister Cooper. No one wants to do that. Nobody wants to do that. Uh, welcome into your uh, guide to the Giant Bombcast, where we break down what went down on the Giant Bombcast. Yeah, our postmortem. Yeah, our postmortem on what. I thought it went okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought um, we took a lot of bold choices with. Oh yeah. Um, reading emails last this time, mm-hmm. but I think it really paid off. Yeah, I think uh, you know sometimes you got to mix it up, and, and reading emails last just seems like it just it felt right. You know, it felt so right. Uh, we're here for you uh, if you're live with us here and want to ask some questions. Uh, we've got two ways to do so. We've got the ask a question button at the top of chat. You can send one in that way, as people are doing right now. Uh, and then also there are instructions if you want to use discord to get at us and, uh, talk to us via voice. Uh, we're going to keep it a little short this week on account of, we've got a bit of a production crunch. I'm, uh, with, uh, with Brad out, uh, I am editing the proper podcast or rather I am currently not editing the proper podcast. Uh, and I need to do that and we got to record a far cry thing. So we are going to take that stuff, uh, on here as soon as we're done here. Um, so let me start looking through some of these questions that have uh, that have come our way. Um, let's see. Black Adder eighty eight says, "What do you think about Mortal Kombat versus Killer Instinct as a game?" I, I don't know. I mean, like tonally, maybe that works. Like those characters fit together in a way, but I just like gameplay systems wise, the combos, like the way you think about those characters doing their stuff is is pretty different yeah uh, i mean modern modern killer instinct i want i want just particle effects exploding all over the screen as you're doing like this million hit combo on a guy and i don't really see a lot of mortal kombat characters doing that i mean the, the just the way mortal kombat combos look and act and juggles and all that sort of stuff like it is a very different thing i'm not to say you couldn't do it but it's it's not like it's not like first in line I think uh, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and and that type of fighting game I think would you could fit them together a little bit more easily. Um but yeah. Uh let's see. Uh Game Lord 12. No, I, I did not see that. See the story about Will Wright saving double fine from bankruptcy about a decade ago. No, I have not seen that. That's I'll I'll seek that out. Afterwards, uh, Stable Gun asks, uh, what do you think about jumping puzzles in first-person shooters? Vermintide 2 takes it to a real awful extreme, in my opinion. Uh, how do you feel about uh, jumping puzzles in Vermintide, Ben? Anything? Uh, they're a little whack um, because basically you have to have somebody show you how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to do it over and over and you'll keep fucking up. And the more times you fuck up, the longer you're in one spot, which means the longer that... You're waiting for hordes to come and fuck you up. Like, right. I think that the Grimoire system is interesting once and then it's a chore. 
Like it's yeah. like cool to be like, oh look, I found one in this corner over here. Like yeah. you have to go through this thing. Like the ones I like are more like uh, there's one on a map where you have to light four different candles that are very spread out in a swamp. And I like that, like having to move as a team yeah, like around yeah. the map. But when it comes to like the, the, in the very first level, there's one jumping puzzle in particular that a friend and mine, a friend and myself tried to do, and we spent no less than 15 minutes just trying to make one jump. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge bummer because we're like, right, oh, this, yeah. this isn't even required technically. This is just for better yeah. loot. Yeah, that's that's um, a bu- that's a that's a bummer. Um, Brinty says, uh, "Why do they keep making Far Cry games without the trigens? Where are the trigens? Yeah, they. I mean, they when, gosh. So what was it when Crytek was making the Far Cry games? You know, obviously it was kind of a different thing. And then when they split off to do Crisis." You know, Ubisoft made it made Far Cry a very, very different thing. That I feel like I I don't remember enough about initial Far Cry stuff to even tell you if they have ever referenced any of that stuff in modern Far Cry. But it feels like a fairly different thing. Uh, why don't we take a call? You've got uh, a call down there. I do have a call down here through our secret series of hand signals. You have figured it out. Yes. <laughs> Caller, <laughs> what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi. Hey, what's up? Uh, this is Alan calling from Gig Harbor. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing really well, Alan. What's uh, what's on your mind? Uh, I wanted to talk to you all about uh, Playroom on the PS4. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, how crazy that thing used to be. Yeah. Did, did you ever run a Playroom show? Did you ever smoke drugs in front of the internet? and robots <laughs> i was really tempted but i i decided to you know hold myself back mm. uh but i did watch a lot of people uh do those things and that was pretty dope too yeah it was a it was a wild <laughs> west kind of time like there was talk like i think it wasn't twitched like trying to ban playroom streams or they tried to remove yeah, very much so yeah they really wanted to get playroom off of twitch and in fact their mods were really crazy so you really had to go to Uplay, or I think it was Ustream. what was it? Ustream, yeah. Ustream for the Ustream. real shit. <laughs> that was that was the good one. That's when you're looking through Playroom, uh, you know, at like midnight, and you're like, okay, let's see which ones are going to be the Ustream ones. But uh, but yeah, I just want to talk about like what a crazy crazy time that was, and like all the weird stuff we saw. Uh, I I wanted to ask you guys what the craziest thing you saw was. I know. For myself, mm-hmm. I saw. Uh, I think I one time. I'm I'm pretty sure I saw a guy who had. I, I, I mean, I assume they were prostitutes. They could have just been his friends. Sure. Uh, but you know, they were dressed pretty provocatively. Three of them, and uh, uh, and he was doing. You know, he was he was doing some uh, some some cocaine on the table. Yep. Now you're talking. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I want to ask you guys, like, what have you guys seen any? like really weird things uh did you ever catch anything live because that was such an exciting like weird rush to like see it live and just be like oh right this, this is happening right now yeah uh yeah no thanks for your call that's the, yeah that i feel i saw someone getting spanked once okay like they were not like nude or anything but they were you know like uh some, some bare cheeks getting spanked and i was like okay they have hard. one of those like flaps on the butt like a pajamas hat so it was like just... a bikini okay. sort of deal uh and i was like ah, all right sure like relatively tame in the grand scheme of things but you know it is what it is uh 
Yeah, I saw some some drugs here and there. I mostly just saw people smoking weed. I didn't really see anything uh, any any harder than that on Playroom. All my cocaine uh, streaming stuff that I saw was was Uno on the 360. Um, the original Playroom. The original Playroom. Uh, yeah, I think it was it was like this weird intersection. Like that, the Playroom stuff was this weird intersection of just like people realizing that they suddenly had the gear to run a live stream, and then like come up with a show it was like the madness and the it was like the this kind of freeform buffoonery that like you got out of public access yeah but like times 10 uh, and it was oftentimes a lot you know because like whatever like I, you know i've had a webcam in my house for years and years like the idea of streaming was not new when the ps4 came out that stuff was relatively inexpensive in the grand scheme but now suddenly it was like oh this thing you already bought like can totally do this yeah and you had all these people that... And it, suddenly it, you have a, people with an audience. Like right. people who never had an audience before yeah. now have access yeah. to Yeah. And that's what you want. People yeah. that are not used to the idea of doing it in front of people. And what do they do? They play guitar. Because that's pretty sick. Uh, you know, and, and you had people trying to put on shows and put on like little talk shows and stuff. I think it changed streaming. Like, yeah, like, like, like I said, Twitch was seemingly pretty against it uh, for a while. Uh but now they just have a full-on talk shows category and all this IRL stuff. Like, they went back to the Justin TV standard in some ways of letting people do stuff other than play video games on their platform, which is a funny little full circle sort of thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Playroom was cool. I, I don't know if people are still doing it. I feel like I tuned into some Playroom streams last year that were still, like, a they little out there down. in a way that I was like, oh, man. Now, they didn't shut it down. I, mean, I think Ustream is gone. Oh, Yeah. Uh, or at least like not. Well, now you got to do a hitbox. That's right. No, I don't even think hit, hitbox is not a PS4 streaming option. So I think it might just be Twitch and YouTube now. Maybe there's a third. I think you can spit videos out to Daily Motion if you want, but maybe I, I forget. I forget. Um. Yeah, there was some some good goofy shit. Some people that were just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the internet and I'm not quite sure what that means. So I'm doing stuff that, like, if I thought about this a little bit longer, I definitely would not be doing. Yeah. Oh, no. There's actual video, video evidence of me doing this crime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Topless people, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. You, you saw some some wild stuff that you're like, that's, you shouldn't be, well, do what you want to do, I guess. At the end of the day, who am I? Who am I to judge? Uh, it reminds me of, there was a... um. Man, it was, there was a video platform. There was a live streaming platform that shut down years ago. But it was like very casual, very chat oriented. And it had a real weird vibe um, to it too. Omegle? No, not Omegle. Um, damn. I can't remember what it's called. It's at the tip of my tongue, but it's not there. Let's take another call. Let's take another call. Let's take another call. Hello, caller. Caller, what's your name and where are you at? Hi, uh, my name is Peter. I'm from Rochester, New York. Hi, Peter. What's on your mind? Hi. Uh, so kind of out of nowhere, I thought about a, a pretty old, obscure game from my childhood for the PC mm-hmm. called Lego Rock Raiders. Um, and uh, I was just wondering about it. So I got a hold of it again and tried running it on a modern PC, ran into some issues, and decided to uh, research to see if other people had tried and uh, to get it running on Windows 10. And in doing so, I found out that there was uh, a fairly active modding community for this very <laughs> obscure game. Weird. Um, 
yeah, people making uh, like new levels and um, custom content for it. So my question for you is, uh, were you guys ever surprised by an old obscure game having commu- a community built around it years later? Hmm. Thanks for your call. I, I, you know, I'm not sure. There's definitely, you know, some of it is like online games that went away and the servers went away, but like a, people figured out a way to make it keep working. Yeah, like the uh, Matrix Online. Yeah, uh, which I don't know if the way you play that now is still like that. Like last time I checked in on what that was, it was kind of like the game part of it was not really there. The social stuff was it's just like a hub. Yeah. Uh, but like Fantasy Star Online, you know, you can you can still play that on a Dreamcast online if you jump through enough hoops. I was surprised. Uh, I bought when I got my 360. I was buying a bunch of old games. And I bought Call of Duty Two, mm-hmm. and this was when Modern Warfare, at least maybe even Black Ops, was out. Yeah, and it still had a very healthy community on on the 360, um, which I was surprised by. But it made yeah. sense because, you know, it, that was like the last, wait, was Call of Duty 3 World War 2? It was. And then Call okay. of Duty World at War, which was the year after yeah. 4, uh, came out yeah. between that and Modern Warfare 2. So I guess it doesn't make sense. It does not make sense. No, I mean, whatever. Those games are popular. You can kind of go back and find people playing any one of those games. But on the 360, at least, you definitely find a lot of people cheating uh, these days. Oh, Yeah. Uh, Aaron MT here in chat says Ultima Online still has people playing it, which yeah, you know that that still exists. Like it's a lot of those online games, like the servers are technically still up, but who's there? And you still find like this pocket of people. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- there's a lot of stuff like that out there for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, for someone who hasn't played a Far Cry since three came out, is now ready for another. Would you recommend four or five? I would probably just go with five at this point. mm, hmm. Four is a really good game. I like the terrain in four a lot more, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, I think they did make some, some neat improvements around the edges of Far Cry five, but if you haven't played four, it's definitely cheaper. (laughs) Um, I might go with four. Yeah. If you're looking for some far cry, if you're, if you're looking for that kind of game right now and you have not played four and you have played three, I mean, it's going to be all be relatively similar to what you know of from three. There's some quality of life improvements in four, uh, that are nice. I think, uh, the, they do a better job with character and stuff like that in four than they did in three, you know, three, like, Voss is like a, an exciting character, but it kind of doesn't go anywhere uh, over the course of the story of that game. Um, yeah, f- I would. I guess I would probably go with four. I guess I'd probably go with four. I, I like four. I, I it's the only one I've played, mm-hmm. and I put a, a fair amount of time into it. And I think that game, just the setting, is really cool too. Like I like the mountains. I, yeah, yeah, that stuff's fun. Uh, there's good vehicles. There's you know there's there's, there's fun stuff in that game. Um, Alex M10S says, what improvements and changes would you want to see from a potential skate for? I don't know. That's like a hoverboards. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hoverboards. I'm not sure. Uh, fuck. It's like a skate for 
Hmm. I think I liked Skate 2 more than Skate 3 in terms of like story and scope. Like Skate 3, it felt like the story mode was over in a flash. Uh, it seemed like I kind of burned through it in like a day and a half or less. Um, so I would want like a more substantial array of things to do uh, in a campaign style setting. Um, I would like to see another great uh, intro video. I think they've done well with that stuff. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's been so long at that point, it's kind of hard to ask for like huge changes. At some point, you're just like, I wish they would make another one of these because even if Skate 3 was not my favorite in the franchise, I'll still take it over nothing. It'd be cool if they maybe like had some new modes like the, you know, I forget the name of the Break Your Bones. And the Hall of Meat stuff. The Hall of yeah. Meat stuff. Like if they, you know, found another way to utilize their system and kind of have just like weirder challenges. I yeah, be that, into that. Yeah, I, an expanded Hall of Meat mode would be a must at this point. That stuff's that stuff's a lot of fun. Uh, Amore seven one four says just booted up Crackdown for the first time in a decade, and its, it's UI is nuts. What's the worst UI you've ever seen? Hmm. I don't know that I have a great answer for this, but I, I now I really want to go back and look at Crackdown. It's interesting when you go back to games of that era. Early 360 games, especially earlier than Crackdown, even where uh, they had to account for people on SD TVs, or or sometimes they failed to account for people on SD TVs, depending on the game. Where you had like, oh, this text is unreadable unless you're on an HD TV because they didn't test it enough there, or didn't didn't find a way to change it, or this UI was built with SD resolutions in mind and it's huge when you pump it up to HD in weird ways. You know, there's a lot of weird stuff like that uh, around that time. And yeah, that might be like a fun thing to go back through. Uh, but yeah, you go back to even the platform, you know, you go back to like PS2 and Xbox and those UIs are just bananas at how huge they are because, you know, they have to be readable. It's just crazy how that stuff goes. Um, Katie Day asks, do Destiny style progression systems still work for you or are you, are you immune to the illusion of having numbers keep getting bigger even though you're just doing the same stuff? I'll never be immune to that. No, I don't think so either. I, I think, you know, it's, it's, there's two pieces of it. Like it, the, the problem here in what you're saying, the actual issue is that you just keep doing the same stuff. Like that variety in progression is the thing that actually matters. Uh, and I think getting more powerful feels nice, even if it is like a temporary thing, right? I agree. Getting powerful does feel nice. Yeah. Charging up. Yeah. Yeah. Just being like walking up to an old enemy that gave you trouble and yeah. smoking them is exactly. one of the most satisfying things. Right. Like, it's like, look at how far I've come as a player yeah. and, and all this other stuff. But I think too many games level the world around you uh at the same rate in a way that like the challenge never changes yeah that's like one of those things i've heard a lot of game developers talk about like the last boss and how complex that can be because you want to feel powerful right but you also want it to be challenging and it's like how do you walk that line yeah yeah i think uh yeah finding ways to make you feel like you you are now stronger than the enemies that were giving you trouble earlier but also presenting a challenge ahead yeah. uh, 
you know, the expensive way out of that is just generate way more content, like different enemy types, all this other yeah, stuff. Better AI. Yeah, like, better, I, I yeah, see, better I AI. See that one yeah. is, is a fairly common, like just enemies get smarter about how to deal with you. Yeah. As um, you get smarter about how to deal with them. Right. Because there's not only like gear that makes you more powerful, but as you play a game, you start to master its systems and get better at like fidgeting with it and learning like, okay, here's where I'm invincible on this move. And like, you know, you just get better at the game and start doing more damage. Yeah. But if it ends up being like, well, you just got a gun or a level up or something, and now you're doing 1.4 X your old damage, but we've leveled all the enemies 1.3 X or, or 1.5 X, depending on which side you want to come down on. Like the, the change doesn't feel, uh, meaningful. That was my problem with Borderlands to a degree is like the guns were really cool and they kept getting cooler and cooler, but it was still just like, okay, I'm shooting this guy and numbers are flying out kind of at the same pace that they've been flying out all game. Yeah. It's like you sort of want to be able to, and, and they do this to a certain extent, but like in a lot of games, like you want to be able to go back to the starting area and just fucking smoke everything and just yeah. be like, yep, okay. Like these guys were giving me trouble earlier. Like if you ever no get a more. quest that sends you back somewhere and right. you just like walk through like it was nothing. Yeah. Like that's that's a, a cool that can be a cool feeling if the game is done well. Speaking of Destiny, they rolled out a big old patch today. Oh yeah. That I like they changed movement speed and and they there's a video of like uh one of the designers just saying like, Yeah, we found a couple of weapons that we thought were overpowered and our solution was to make everything else more powerful. That fuck yeah, that's my favorite shit right there. Yeah. It's uh, the like that's kind of the Dota approach is just keep buffing the weaker characters instead of nerf like you know if something's ridiculously overpowered tweak it a tiny bit but instead of bringing the top down bring the bottom up yes uh i I think i tend to agree with that also uh you maybe end up long term with a weird power band problem of just like oh we've made everything way too powerful and now it's all kind of meaningless for a different reason i actually watched a really interesting video it was a about league of legends and how the characters from when the game first came out are hardly picked in competitive play anymore just because their philosophy and approach, because it started out as like, let's make another Dota. Right. But it sort of eventually, you know, branched into its own thing and more characters have unique abilities and stuff. And it was basically like, well, now all these old characters are useless because of all these new systems we put in. So do we just completely start changing these old characters? Like, how do you approach? It was a really interesting breakdown of, yeah. of a game. Like, with a longer life cycle, how does it deal with power creep? Yeah, and I think, like, Borderlands for being, like, an offline, a largely, you know, a campaign experience, not necessarily, like, an ongoing live game like Destiny, I think skirts some of those issues, and they handled it by having multiple playthroughs. And so, like, the content in playthrough one was what it was. They they leveled each area appropriately. Even though you never really... I still never really felt like I was overly powerful. Like, it, it, even the guns, when you went back to the starter levels, never felt as maybe dominating as they even no, should. No, you weren't it, it clearing, never, like, yeah. huge waves with your yeah. assault rifles. And like. then when you restarted on playthrough two is when they would match everything to your level to kind of bring the rest of the world up to where you were at. It was, like, an okay way to handle it. Um but not always not always fantastic. But I don't know, Destiny, Like I, I feel like that's such not the per- thing that people are complaining about when it comes to Destiny. I'm not even, though that said, I'm not even 100% clear what people are complaining about when it comes to Destiny because like, I got my time out of Destiny, had a great time with it, and I'm done. And at some point, I, I'm looking at it and thinking like, like, what do players want Destiny to be long-term for no additional money? 
Like it's not an MMO. MMO. Uh, they sold a season pass and a lot of content drops along the way. Like I feel like those content drops in Destiny One weren't always fantastic, and and you know that's certainly a concern. But I, at some point, I, I I wonder if they're expecting it to be something that it kind of can't be unless you start paying a monthly fee for it or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I would I would like more expansions. I, I, like yeah, I, like, I would like, like if if they had a, a faster clip of new content coming into the game and uh and a wider variety of things to do, I I probably would have kept playing it. But yeah. instead, I I played it. I played more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. You know, sixty ish hours, whatever it ended up being. Finished that raid and more or less haven't touched it since. Uh, you know, I started leveling up another character for a while, and then other games came out, and I was like, "Why am I doing this? This is crazy!" And moved on to other stuff. And they put out that that add on and. I don't think it was fantastic, but that's a problem with that particular add-on. I think more than anything else, like the, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I'm not like I get that there's a competitive game and, and people will want things there uh, because that's how competitive games work. They they roll on, but like there's something about, uh, well, I don't know. I guess they have seasons and emblems you're to earn and all this other stuff. And if that stuff's not engaging, I guess I could see why people would complain. But I. Yeah, yeah I definitely felt I, like I got my money I, out yeah, of Destiny. Exactly. I feel like I, I had a, a really solid time with Destiny. I really enjoyed it. I'll, I'll check out, like, if I hear good buzz about future things, I'll check them out. Yeah. I that's almost, where I'm at with it, too. I, I was, like, going through to uninstall some stuff for Nino Kuni, mm-hmm. and I was just hovering over Destiny for a solid, like, two minutes. And I was like, yeah. I'll give it one more, like, <laughs> major game purchase. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not looking at Destiny thinking like, man, what's going to pull me back into the game? Is it this patch? Like, no, not really. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's hard to know what people necessarily want to expect or, or, or want out of that game long term. And if that's like a reasonable expectation or not, I guess I don't know. I liked Destiny and moved on. Uh, do you have a call over there? I do indeed right. have a call over here. Caller, go ahead. What's your name? Where you at? Hi there, this is Adam from Denver. Hey Adam, what's on your mind this week? Hey, so the uh, Door Fortress just had its last update in a while for, uh, before Toady goes into a deep hole for the next feature set. So I've been uh, getting back into it over the past couple days. So I was just wondering if uh, any of you guys have played any games like that where it has a super complex systems or a steep learning curve and you almost feel obligated to come back to it every now and then because it feels like that knowledge is wasted if you don't right like you you've learned a special weird thing and if you're not checking in on it every so often then what does that say about the hundreds of hours <laughs> for you to get there exactly exactly yeah. that's me and dota like right 100 yeah. thousands of hours playing dota learning like turn rates for different heroes and just like the most minute shit and it's working out for me i'm having more fun i'm, I'm winning more games i feel like you know i'm i'm getting what i want out of it but then I just like start thinking about what not what I could have done with all this time, mm-hmm. but more of like there will be a day when I don't even have the urge a little bit to play Dota anymore. Like that that will be a day that comes in my life, and that I feel like at that point I'll start to look back and be like, man, with five thousand hours, I probably could have like learned to speak Japanese or. <laughs> Hmm. exactly 10 years from now i'll still know the commands to build every workshop but have no idea you know what my kids birthdays are (laughs) 
Yeah, that's yeah. I, I'm kind of like there's you know I remember for me it's like dumb video game trivia. Like I you know I could not tell you the birthdays of most of my close family members, uh, but I can tell you like the names of characters from obscure Genesis games and dumb shit like that. Like it's yeah, it's I don't know. Brains are weird. They keep <laughs> they keep track of strange information. Like I, there's you know the the hundreds of hours I played NFL Blitz. Like that stuff is still there. Like the muscle memory is still kind of there. It takes me a couple of games to ramp back up, but that stuff is still kind of there. But I don't, I don't feel guilty about it. I don't feel like I'm wasting away by not getting back into it or anything like that. Thanks for your call. Yeah, thanks guys. Yeah. Hmm. Try and learn. I'll try and get one more call. Okay. Yeah, let's get one more. Uh, if you got it. Uh. A rad skull says, who is your favorite Ryu from a fighting game that doesn't have Ryu on the roster? Who is your favorite Ryu from a fighting game that does not have an actual Ryu? Terry Bogard. Terry Bogard's pretty good. I like um, uh, you from Persona 4 Arena. I feel like his Ryu-like moveset mm. was pretty strong. Like he had a good upper, like I, I liked the way he played a lot. He felt like a good Ryu, good-ass Ryu. Yeah. Uh, Nick Master 2007 says, can Anthem even reasonably earn Bioware any goodwill at this point, or is their recent history and the format of that game intrinsically damning? I don't think there's anything intrinsically damning about it. I mean, you know, we talk about Destiny and, you know, Destiny kind of being in a little bit of a, a, a community hole right now. A lot in a community hole right now, I guess, with with their their long-term community. But at the same time, Destiny still sold incredibly well. I think there's uh, there's room for that type of game, clearly. I think you see some of that with something like Monster Hunter. Yeah, like The idea of a game like that, like people are still right there waiting for it. Uh, you know, that's, that's a very now thing. And I think there are a ton of people that want that type of like online action-y, role-playing-ish, shooter-y experience. Like merging those worlds is still a, a good idea when it's done well it works really well so i don't think there's anything intrinsically damning about the format of that game i think you know bioware is a little um you know they've they've fallen from grace at least a little bit with their past uh you know past hit re- recent past history for sure but i don't think that's like i don't think they're too far gone or anything like that you know they're kind of just one hit away from like being, making people forget about all that shit totally uh, and you know, I will Anthem do it. Like, I have no idea. Like I look at it and go like, this looks neat, but there's something about it that I'm not sure. Of. Like, I'm not like, I did not fall in love with it. Looking at it. There was no like, Oh man, I got to play that. It was like, I looked at it and went like, this looks like it's got potential. This and is, it's a weird yeah. way to phrase this, but to me, it feels like it has a sort of lack of confidence, self-confidence. Like it doesn't have a big vision or a, it, like, it feels very much or if like it, if it does, they haven't successfully yes, presented that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What they've shown so far, because it, it, like immediately, like you're like, oh, it's a, it's like a Destiny kind of looking game. That's cool, but it doesn't feel special enough yet. It doesn't like right or, or the stuff or the stuff they have shown yes. doesn't necessarily look like it belongs to what you think of as a Destiny style game. Like it looks mm-hmm. like a little more uh like a longer kind of campaign thing, a little yeah. removed from like the the bite sized missions of a of a Destiny. So I, I don't know how it. You know, all that structural stuff, you know, and, and we'll see how that all pans out when when they show off more of it. Um, 
Like I would certainly like to see more and, and see what they do with Hopefully it. Hopefully, E3 they yeah they'll, they'll have to it'll, it'll, it'll have to be a big thing there yeah. at this point. Yeah, uh, you know they're they're running out of places yeah, to show it. They don't and they don't have much else exciting, super exciting going on. Yeah, that we know about. Right. Yeah. Uh, they had. I mean, I would assume that EA would be full of announcements this time out, but I guess not. They'll have a new Battlefield to talk about at that point. Yeah. All another round of sports stuff. But they've, you know, like what, you know, do they have, do they have any Star Wars stuff? Yeah. 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 Uh, yes. They'll, they'll definitely have to say more about what they're doing with Star Wars at this point. Uh, there was talk that they were hiring up for something that sounded like an open world Star Wars game. Oh, I saw you. Uh, some news report, some, some rumor shit. So who knows? Yeah. But it sounded like that was going around like yesterday. Um, Let's see here. Why don't you, we get a, uh, one more call over there? Yeah, let's take, right, let's uh, take it. Let's take another call from our caller. Hello, caller. Where are you calling from and what is your name? Hey, this is Skylar from Austin, and I had a question about DirectX 12. All right, Skylar, we're your tech support hotline. The tech posse is here to serve you. <laughs> tech, 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 tech. Go ahead. Perfect, perfect. All right, I felt like there was a lot of talk about DirectX 12, like the new benefits of the new version, but then a lot of games are coming out, and I feel like barely any of them are shipping with support. So was this always the case for other versions of DirectX, or is this other publishers just not as interested this year? Hmm. Come I, around, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good question. Thanks for your call. Uh, I think DX12 ends up being a thing that, like, well, I guess I, I don't... I guess I don't know the actual answer to this. But I feel like he's right. Like, DX12 support doesn't feel as prevalent as maybe 11 support was at yeah. this time and i wonder if it's a it's if it's a sort of thing where are are we seeing console games coming out and then getting ported to pc and then in ways where it's like oh this doesn't really make sense as a dx12 thing because of the way they did the work uh they did announce all that ray tracing stuff at, at gdc What's that? Uh, ray tracing is a different way of uh rendering your environment uh, that ends up looking more realistic and stuff in terms of just like things you can do with like lighting and how it calculates the way the space exists as opposed to like my my limited understanding of of current rendering techniques is that they are kind of like there's a 3D space somewhere, but when it gets rendered onto your display, it is kind of rendered onto a flat surface and then you are shown the flat surface in ways that like they have to do a lot of fakery and a lot of weird math to make it all work and that's just how games have been made for years and years and it's just sort of how it is whereas ray tracing again pretty limited understanding of the topic but my limited scope of it is that ray tracing is a like somewhat more honest view of the environment and a more direct view of the environment that is tremendously performance intensive uh in a way that uh has not been possible uh, in in real ways, John Carmack used to talk about ray tracing as like this uh, a thing that's like oh you know we figured out a way to make Quake you know you know ray trace Quake but but it's so slow you, you know like yeah. modern computers then then modern computers like there's no way they'd ever run it um, and so Microsoft came out and said that they're they're putting ray tracing support into DX12 it's not even necessarily like a DX13 feature or something it's like if you're crazy enough to do this. Like it, we're we're putting the support in, and I I want to say that the implication there is that the next set of cards might be somewhat uh, better suited 
to doing this work because yeah. uh, it is somewhat different work uh, than than the way that games are rendered now. Um, again, I am probably getting large and small parts of this stuff wrong, uh, but we did see some demos. Uh, the in uh, you know the, the, of, of of stuff being shown in a in a full ray tracing format. I'm not honestly, I'm not 100 percent clear on what the benefits of the the rendering techniques are. The thing I always go back to, I heard someone say as a, as a way of trying to explain ray tracing and said like ray tracing is why CG in movies looks as good as it does compared to real time video game stuff in a lot of cases. Okay. Uh, is that it's, it's able to kind of just do more with lighting and, 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 you know, be smarter about how that stuff appears on screen. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's it. I don't know. I probably got again most of it. No, we're ex- we're tech experts. We're tech experts. Yeah, uh, I can I can format your phone. I can um, get you on the internet if you've got a LAN cable. Yeah, don't bring a crossover cable. Bring no a regular. I don't even know what that cable. looks like. It's the crossover cable looks exactly does the same, it but like, it's totally different. Does it look like this? It's like the Pineapple Express of network cables. I was gonna say that. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't. We both got there. Um, let's see here. Have we got anything else going through? Uh, S. Delb says, I would love a Super Mario Galaxy HD for Switch, but I don't really know how the pointing for star pieces would work. Does the difficulty to solve this problem in elegant fashion make it impossible for a Switch remaster to be released? Like, no, nothing. You just tap it, right? Yeah, you just tap it with the touchscreen. Uh, you shake the controller around to just automatically collect all star bits on screen. You could do something like that. Uh, you could remaster the game and remove some of those elements of the game. You know, yeah. there's a lot of places you could go. Also, the one of the Joy-Cons is a motion controller. Oh, true. It has that infrared thing on it. It is designed for that type of work. So you could just force people to play it with the Joy-Cons detached and do it the way you always did it. Uh, so no, I, I think there's there's definitely the potential for something like that to exist. Um, at this point, enough time has passed. I, I would actually hope that they just make a new... Well, I don't know. I was going to say make a new Galaxy at this point, but with Odyssey out there, like, you know, does it make sense to do a, a new Galaxy after you did Odyssey? I think... Oh. I would love a bundle of one, two, like the Super Mario Galaxy bundle. Yeah. That would be swell. Uh, that'd be cool to just to have it out there for more people to play it. Uh, those games are definitely worth playing. Because, I mean, you have to imagine that Mario Odyssey is going to be a fair amount of Nintendo fans' first 3D Mario, um, you know, kids, like, who Yeah, or, or first, first like, Mario, period. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, you know, if they have, if now you suddenly you have access to Galaxy, I feel like you can't go like all the way back to Mario sixty four, but like Galaxy, I feel like is close enough that I think those games hold up. Yeah, uh, and and yeah, I, I think they they those games can look great run uh, under the right circumstances a, on the right hardware. So it's a bummer they didn't make a Mario for GameCube. Yeah, they they probably should they have should made have a proper totally Mario game. That. Yeah, it's weird. It's, they just. I don't know. 
Maybe someday, you know, in some alternate timeline, they made a... Well, I mean, there, there's like companies that still put out Nintendo car- make Nintendo games and N64 games. Maybe somebody will make a... Yeah, know, maybe someone will make a Mario, Mario game for, game for GameCube for someday. GameCube. I mean, we got Luigi's Mansion, but like, yeah. No Mario games. It's weird. Yeah. That's going to do it for us here. I'm going to go off and edit. Uh, we, 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 now we both have podcasts. Today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to go edit some podcasts and uh, get a Far Cry five quick look recorded here i think hopefully yes can't wait to see cheeseburger in action all right i will i will for you i will call cheeseburger into action so watch out for that on the site we'll see everybody next week thanks oh actually uh pax is next week oh yeah you're Uh, all you're all you're all yeah by which i mean jan and you yeah uh we are heading out with uh team new york to boston except for dan except for dan who's going to some He's going to WrestleMania. Oh, I thought it was like a, I don't know. I was going to think of a thing that was the opposite of wrestling. And I thought of bridal registry, which isn't like a physical event. Dan's married. Like that doesn't work on every conceivable level. The event is designed to double serve as his honeymoon. (laughs) So there's a weird tie in there too. Anyway, we'll be back. Uh, next week the giant bombcast, but well, actually, you know, that, I guess that is all Tuesday. So actually, we'll yeah, probably, be here. Yeah, for I'll, I'll the be here. For, yeah, I'll be here for the bombcast and the after show and all that other stuff. And then I'm getting on a plane to do some things. So we'll be back next week with more stuff. Thanks everybody for hanging out. We'll be back.